Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Touch our hearts, God. Show us how to get to that place of intimacy with you where fruit is born. Because that's what the whole thing is, is to bear fruit. Thank you, Lord. Pastor Robert said today, this morning in prayer, that, you know, uh, it's scientifically impossible for a bee to fly because their body is so much larger than those little teeny tiny wings. But they don't know that they can't fly. So they just fly because God said to fly. And, the, and I think there's so much truth in that with us because God tells us that he's the lover of our soul. You know, he tells us that we are to be in him. And we know that we can't. And so, you know, you know what I mean? But if he said, then I can. I just be, I just be a branch on the vine. I just be that. Let him do the work. I just be the branch. I just be the child of God. I just be a minister because we are all ministers. It's not someone that stands behind the pulpit. We are all ministers. Amen. From the teeny tiniest to the oldest. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you for restructuring us. Because I believe that in the near future, church is not going to look like church. Millie's coming to be. Thank you, Jesus. The church is not going to look like church as we know it. Things are just going to change. Hallelujah. You know, we called this fast, Apostle called this fast on restructuring because there was some, there's, all truth is parallel, and when something starts hitting you in the face in the natural, then you have to deal with it in the spirit. And there was a lot of folks who are having structural damage in their home, in their house. Structural damage, you know, to our buildings and stuff. And so you go into the, find out what the world's going on. What is it that God's wanting to do? What's he trying to show us? And one thing that I saw out of this is, is, if there's structural damage, then the elements from outside come in. If there's structural damage, the outside elements come in. I'll hit that again in a minute. So if outside elements are coming in, 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 I need some restructure. I need something to happen. There's a hole in my foundation or there's a hole in my roof. My wall is coming down, leaking, and the world is coming in. Okay? 
<laughs> and restructure means that you tear stuff out, tear stuff up, demolition. You demolish some things. Sometimes it's not fun. You ain't comfortable. Things start hurting, okay? It's something that has to be done. Has to be done. Because I cannot have the elements of the world coming in. We are set apart. Remember? Remember? We are in this world, but we are not of this world. Remember? I'm an alien. Alien. I am a peculiar people. I am a holy nation. I am set apart for God. I am not supposed to have the elements of the world inside. Last week was a little bit hard word. It was a hard word. What God was saying essentially is you better shut your mouth or you're going to pay for it. Basically, that's what God was saying. This ain't going to be much easier. <laughs> Jesus. I want us to turn to Matthew 24. People have said to me a lot of, that they don't I, don't, I don't study about end times. I don't, you know, all that stuff because, you know, basically what you're saying is que sera, sera. What will be, will be. Because I want to show you in here in a couple of passages, God said, you have to know this. Because if you don't know this, guess what's going to happen? All that is going to get in you. And I believe that's why he's restructuring this. I believe with all my heart that's why he is saying, I'm no longer going to allow you to connect with the person. I'm no longer going to allow you to wait until someone connects and then you can. Uh-oh, Jesus. You know, it don't ma the music was great. I'm not saying... <laughs> It doesn't matter if the music's good. It doesn't matter if it's the song you like. It does that none of that should matter at all. I'm here to worship him. But that starts Monday and Tuesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday. And then when I come here, we are all already got the fire all over us and ready to go. And that's what he expects. That's what he expects, and that's, I believe, that's what he's going to have. Because <laughs> he is God. Okay. Let's go to Matthew 24, because we, we are talking about verse 3. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us when will these things be, and what will be the sign of of your coming and of the end of the world. The King James says world, and that's a bad translation, I'll just tell you. We're going to look at what, when, sign, end, and world. Because whenever they sat down and were talking to him, they said, when will these things be? And that when is they were saying exactly, tell me exactly. I don't want a generic. I want to know exactly. What am I supposed to be looking for? And what, that Greek word, minute detail. What am I looking for? What is the sign? Y'all know what a sign is, right? A sign like, like you're coming into Los Angeles. Big old billboard. You got 
you'll see these little signs. There's little signs along the way. Los Angeles, 350 miles. Los Angeles, 200 miles. Los Angeles, 20 miles. Then all of a sudden, you see a big old sign that says L.A. So you have entered into L.A. And that's what they're asking him. I want to know what are we supposed to be looking for? What kind of sign am I going to see to let me know that I am at the end of this thing? The end. And the end means the end. There is no more. Done. Okay? We're talking about restructure. And that that word world right there is not world. It is age. It means age. That's a bad translation. So the world is not ending. It is the end of the age. The end of the time. Okay. Now what was the first thing that he said? Ooh. He talks about um, wars and rumors of wars. He talks about all these things that, are gonna, that we're going to see. But the very first thing he said... Do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. He said, take heed. And that that take heed is like he was shaking them. This is what, you know, listen, you have got to listen to me. Listen, listen. Listen, pay attention to what I'm telling you. Because the word deceived is delusion delusion see we we are being lulled and it is lulled we are being lulled into thinking a certain way and if you don't stay connected to the fire of God you will be deceived we think we'll be all right I go to a fire breathing church I'll be all right fire Come on. Because a lot of these scriptures in here, he's talking to his people, not the world. He's talking to us, me and you. And if I lay down and let someone else do the work for me, I will be deceived. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prove it to y'all. I'm telling you God things of us. And me, as your pastor, I have to equip you. I'm not going to stand before him and him say, why did you just preach that bless me, bless me message? And my people are deceived. Mm -mm, That's not going to be on my hands. Thank you, Jesus. But I just want you to know that I have to eat this word too. The very first thing he said is do not be, pay attention to what I'm telling you. Take heed that no one, no one deceives you. Like I said, deception there, it's not, um, like when you look in the Greek, it's not the normal word that is used for deception. It means to morally wander. Not wonder. (laughs) Wander off. This is the path. This right here is the path. The moral path. And I'm on the moral path. Okay, now that's, that's a clue y'all got to get. I'm on the moral path. But this word means that I do this. 
If my relationship is not connected in, I'm going to wander off the path. I feel that. I told y'all last week, I feel a warning. I feel it again. I feel this is urgent. He's saying, stop it. Stop being consumed with daily life. Stop being consumed by my feelings. and Stop being consumed with that. There's something much more important that's happening. There is a delusion that has been unleashed on this world. And we think that it's okay for me to play. We think it's okay. It is not okay. It is not okay. If I am not Focused on him. I do not keep myself at his feet. I'm going to be in trouble. Now that word that he uses for deception there, be not deceived. It means that I once walked in a way of morality, but something happened and now I've wandered off and I am on I am morally on like an edge of a cliff. That's pretty, it's pretty serious. Last days. Now, I'm not going to go on and read everything that he says in 24, but you can read it. And, you, and if you read it, you will see where we are. So what he's talking about right there is that you did know the right way, but you veered from it veered off. Is this making any sense to anybody? Second Thessalonians 2, verse 11. Chapter 2 in Second um, Thessalonians talks about the great apostasy, the great falling away. Um, you can't fall away unless you were there. He's talking about his church. He is not, again, y'all, he's not talking about sinners. He's talking about us who go to church every Sunday, um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. (laughs) Come. How often do we go to church? Sunday morning, Tuesday, prayer, school of ministry Tuesday night, Wednesday, prayer, home group Wednesday night, Thursday, prayer, music practice Thursday night. Praying again Friday if we need a fast. Okay? But if my heart is to him, it doesn't matter if I go to church seven days a week. In verse 11 it says, For this reason, God will send them a strong delusion, and they will believe a lie. That word delusion is the same exact word as deceived. Same word. So take heed that no one deceive you. And if you'll just look right now, delusion has been leashed, unleashed on society. And if we are not careful, I'm going to say it until I fit it, till we connect. Y'all remember, well, some of you we'd go to, conference in Iowa would stand up there and make us say the same sentence for 45 minutes 
And he didn't, and I want, I'm wondering, why does he do that? That drives me crazy. It's 8.30 in the morning, and I've got to say something, you know, for 45 minutes. But when he would feel that the majority connected, then he'd move on. So we're not going to move on, okay? This is serious. This is serious. It's serious business. Delusional thinking has been unleashed on us. Now I want to go to Romans, Romans chapter 1. We're going to spend most of our time here. We're going to start in verse 21. I know it's quiet up in this church, but we're going to get this, y'all. We got to get this because Romans 1, verse 21, because he is saying, take heed. I need you guys to pay attention to what I'm saying. There's going to be delusion unleashed upon the world. And if you're not careful, you will be. Okay. I think it's 20, Matthew 24, 24 that says, if it were possible, even the very elect would be deceived. Because there's going to be signs and wonders and miracles that ain't God. And if I don't know him, I'm going to think, hey, wow, did you see that? That was awesome. That one God. And I'm going to have to know him. I got to know. Okay, Romans 1. Verse 20. It says, because although they knew God, what? Although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Because although they knew, did y'all hear that? Because they knew God. They had knowledge of God. It's not an intimate, which is also very important. We've been talking all morning about the intimacy. God wants to pull us into intimacy with him. He wants me to hear his heartbeat. He wants to hear my heartbeat. He wants me to lean back on drink from the cup. Do y'all know the cup that he's drinking from? And he wants me to drink from it. That's a serious cup right there. It's not all goody two-shoes stuff. There's some seriousness in that cup. There's some tribulation and there's some trying times. There's some suffering in that cup. But we think this strong delusion that has been placed on this earth that it's all supposed to go well with me. I'm sorry. Okay. So in verse 21, society veers off track socially. At one time they had a reverence for God and for the things of God. Like at one time, a long time ago, we were morally a little better off than we are now. I'll just say this. Do y'all remember the first time you ever in your life saw, like on TV, a picture of two men or two women together in a sexual embrace? And you were like, <gasps> you were shocked. You see it every day now. And guess what? You don't even bat an eye. Do you see 
how delusion happens. Yes. These video games that these kids watching and they're killing and constantly killing. I have a five-year-old little boy that I love. I love him so much. But it's like a common occurrence every single day in his in this game and they're killing people and they're robbing. And he said, I went on a mission the other night and we robbed four, pl- four people. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? A game. But that is designed to desensitize you. That's what it's designed for. This is how delusion is unleashed. That right there is how unleashed. The first time I guarantee you anybody ever saw someone get shot on TV, it was shocking to them. And it is not anymore. To the point that some of these younger people see it in real life, it ain't no big deal. Ain't nothing. But what about me and me being morally right with God? Focused on Him. And I just veer off a little bit. Because I think it was Hitler who said, Say a lie enough times it becomes the truth. Excuse me. The devil is at work. And he is trying to get you, your kids, and your grandkids. Because now you go to, okay, I'm going to get, thank you, Jesus. That's how you wander. It is a, you don't even realize it. You don't realize that you have wandered off the path. Because now, used to, I mean, we're watching TV and all of a sudden you see two men kiss. It's like, and you switch that thing. But now I, you just leave it on. I just leave it on, you know. And so you're inviting that thing in your house. Inviting that thing in your house. And we think it's okay. Mm-hmm. I know, I know, I know. It's okay. It's all going to be okay. Okay, verse 21. Because although they knew God, they had an idea of who God is. They did not glorify him. You know, there's a scripture that says in Matthew 7, but I cast out devils in your name and I prophesied in your name and I healed the sick in your name. And he says, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I don't know who you are. Yes, we're going to tag team. Heard. He was talking. In the secret place, the place where the word is not compromised. That is very good. Say it again, Pastor. In the secret place is the only place where the word is not compromised. When we get it outside of that, it's twisted. It may not be twisted a lot, but it is is a twist. And he, I'm changed from glory to glory. And I'm just going to tell you, we think that that's wonderful praise and worship and the presence of God just filling this place. And I lay out in his glory. No, that ain't what he's talking about. It's in his presence. Alone, just like Charlotte was saying. There's a place 
where he wants me to come. And we, and I'm going to just say this too. We think that's a woman thing. <laughs> Excuse me? You men need to get alone with God. You need to, you need to pull up into that secret place and become a lover of God. You need to become a laid-down lover of God where nothing else matters. I, I see some of y'all squirming. I see you. I feel you. You need to be a down lover of God. You need to become a worshiping warrior. You can't do warfare if you ain't worshiped. You are going out there unclothed. That's a whole other message. You have to. You have to see the seriousness of this. We cannot just keep going on with stuff, emotions, and coming to church, you know. She said it a while ago. The devil don't care if you come to church. But he cares if you get in the secret place. He cares about that, and he wants to stop every one of us. And he usually does it with this right here and my phone we need to disconnect from this world that we are only in it and connect with him and allow him to do a work in me because I don't look like him and I don't act like him and I don't have enough of him in me to not be deceived I'm explaining to us right now where every single one of us are operating in delusion. Every one of us are. Because we allow the devil to pull right up and sit in the comfy chair. I allow him. I say, come on in. Everybody's doing it. Everybody. everybody. What's the big deal? Well, it is a big deal. He said... Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, neither will. You know what that really means? They began to be entitled. Excuse me, but can you see that running rampant? Not only in the world, but in the church. I don't want to go there. owe me because I pay my time. You owe me a word. You owe me. He said people were not only not thankful for what you did do for them. They feel entitled to it. Some have never hit a lick a day in their life. And they think that everyone around them don't nobody owe you nothing. Nothing. Them little babies, them little babies, little babies that you have, you owe them something, and you owe them to teach them who God is. You owe them to teach them the word of God. You owe them to teach them the presence of God. Yeah, you are supposed to do that. But then they do come to a time where it's on them, and nobody owes them anything. And nobody owes you anything. They just sang the song that you sang. Owe no man anything but to love them. 
But that song that she just sang, you don't owe me anything, God. You don't owe me one thing. You already took me out of hell. You don't owe me nothing. You didn't owe me that. But thank you that you, thank you that I don't have to worry about spending eternity in hell. Thank you, Jesus. Now, you don't owe me anything else. You don't ever have to bless me again. You don't have to make sure my refrigerator runs for 20 years. You don't have to make sure my car's tires last for 60. You don't owe me nothing, not one thing. You don't even owe me a good word. But what I do owe you is the truth. I have to tell you the truth. Because there's a lot of preachers in this world that ain't telling you the truth. And some of them got 50,000 people in their church. And they're not getting the truth. Because the truth sometimes is hard to swallow. Because it deals with me. Without the truth, we are doomed. So that word right there, thankful, is truly the word entitled but became futile in their thoughts. That just means that your thinking process is messed up because you think you're entitled. <laughs> I mean, basically. And their foolish hearts are dark. Darkness comes from your heart. These are people who knew God, but chose, and they chose. Actually, they, okay, keep wanting to get ahead of myself 22 professing to be wise they became fools that's people who tell you how smart they are and you really should start thinking the way we think those Christians they're so close-minded you are so close-minded have you ever heard anybody tell you well why don't you just open your mind a little bit be open-minded and embrace this be a progressive thinker. Yeah, there's a balance. Come on, we got to find a balance in this Christianity and living in the world. I'm not of, I'm supposed to be different. You're supposed to look at me and say, mm, there's something about her, and I really need what she has because this ain't working over here. But we are delusional because the devil is at work. He's at work. Okay. Verse 23. And changed the glory of the incorruptible God into the image made like him. And birds and four-footed animals and creating create creeping things. I've marked so much in my Bible I can't read it. Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness. In the lust of their heart to dishonor their bodies among themselves. Now, we, yeah, we're fitting to go there. We're going to go there. He said they changed the glory of the incorruptible God. And what that really means is they exchanged. They traded. They traded the glory of God for this right here. Because this right here satisfies my my lust satisfies me gives me pleasure and the glory of God wants me to change you are sitting on the throne 
and that right there, he just said that you, um, and changed the glory of God, of the incorruptible God, into an image made like corruptible man, birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. And this is the history of idolatry. They started out worshiping birds and stuff like that, you know, but you end up worshiping man. You end up worshiping man. And when you look at all of them scriptures, it's one of the very, he deals with that every single time. We start worshiping ourselves. We start worshiping man. When you look over in uh, Timothy, where he talks about, you know, that it's, per- it's perilous times and men are going to be lovers of themselves, that actually means that they're like, I am so wonderful. Is that, okay, that's crazy. That's what it means. And if you look around, that's what's happening. Verse 24. Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves. Now gave up doesn't mean that he gives up on anyone or anything. It means he released them too. I release you to this. This is, I'm going to release you to it. Do y'all see that he's talking about his people? He ain't talking about sinners. He's talking about us. Us. He said, I'm just going to release you over to uncleanness. That is foul, lewd, and sexual. It is not. It is not okay. It is not okay to be sleeping with somebody you ain't new. And it is not okay for you to be married to the same sex and sleep with them. It is not okay. That's the word of God. And we think it's okay because everybody's doing it, and I'm just supposed to love everybody. I do love you, and I love you enough to tell you the truth. That is an abomination to God. And you cannot think for one half a second longer, hey, if you do it. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not sorry. You cannot sleep, have sex with someone that you are not married to. And if you are married to the same sex, you're in trouble. Okay. All right. We're going to move on. Thank you, Jesus. Let me move on. Sometimes, y'all, because I feel all this spirit. Oh, the word dishonor right there means that you put your body somewhere where your body don't belong. That's what it means. To dishonor your body, it means that you put your body somewhere where your body doesn't belong to be. Dishonor myself, the one created in the image of God. Oh, Jesus. Who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. Now, he didn't give up. It's, again, it means I release you. I release you to those vile passions. Those passions are real, but they are wrong. They're real, but they're wrong. And you have got to take control of yourself. When he says take heed, it also means get a grip. Get a grip on yourself. 
Stop allowing your passions to rule you. Stop allowing that. you got to take control of yourself. Everybody knows the urges that you have. I had them myself. We're human. And some of us ain't dead. But you still have to control yourself. You cannot give in to those urges. I don't care how big they are. I don't care how fine she is or how fine he is. You fixing to find yourself <laughs> in a mess because of your passion. And he said he would give you over to that. I'll give you over to it. If that's what you want, I'm going to give you over to it. I don't want to be given over. Jesus. For this reason, God gave them up to those vile passions. For even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. I, sorry, God, he's talking about homosexuality. It's wrong. I love the person, but that sin is wrong. And you have got to fall on your knees before an ever-living God and repent. And that means to see the error of your way and turn from it. If I am a whore, I have to turn from it. If I'm having sex with somebody I'm not married to, male or female, I have to repent. I have to turn from it. He deals with it all the time in every single book of the Bible he deals with it. Sexual immorality. We think it's okay. I just have sex with my boyfriend. I just said this not too long ago. I only have sex with my boyfriend. It's not like I'm out having sex with these guys. This is his church. This is us. This is me and you. It's not those people that ain't never even walked through the door of a church. He's not talking to somebody that does not know him. He deals with it all, it all through the, uh, the, the letters. He deals with it. You have got. If it wasn't easy to be deceived, he wouldn't have dealt with it so much. It's easy to be deceived. These are seducing spirits. Seducing. When he talks about seducing, is it Timothy 4? When he talks about a seducing spirit, it is the exact same word that he uses in Matthew 24 and Thessalonians 2. It's the same word. It's delusion. And they, go, they make it sound good. And it's packaged up real. It's packaged up good. It's packaged up pretty. Let me just tell you right now, if she's shaking anything, it ain't God. If it's half naked, it ain't God. If she's throwing things at you, it ain't God. You better run as fast as you can possibly run. Take a look at Joseph. Joseph ran from Potiphar's wife. He could have had her. And nobody would have known till she chose him. Because the devil will always, always throw you under the bus. Oh, 
Sex was created for procreation, not recreation. Well, that's a whole message right there that I seem to keep having to do. Jesus, help me. I don't want to do that. Well, 27, likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust for one another, men with men, committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due. And even as they like to retain God in their knowledge, oh, my God. Another proof that he's talking to me and you. They didn't want to retain him in their knowledge. It's easier and it's funner to just veer off a little bit. Don't nobody know anyway. Lights are usually up. No matter what the sin is. Not just sexual. They knew God, but they didn't want to do things his way. They knew God. I'm going to read it again. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them a reprobate mind. People have asked me, I can't tell you how many, what is a reprobate mind? It was once excellent. Now it's depraved. It was once right. Now it's wrong. It once thought correctly, but now it's twisted. It's reprobate. He said, if you don't want to keep me, you don't want to hold on in your knowledge, then I will have to release you to be twisted, if that's what you want, to be twisted. And how this seducing thing does is it bombards us. It bombards us with wrong images. It bombards you with wrong words. It bombards you. It's like, remember what I said Diablos means? That's the, the name. But what it means is someone who throws a ball, for example, He is very focused until it penetrates or until I put that helmet of salvation on and say, you better get out of here because we are the ones with authority, yet we are the ones that are laying down and letting him delude. We laid back. We a laid back lover of what? What am I getting intimate with? Because if I'm intimate with him, I know him. And I'm not deceived by the world. I'm not deceived by that pretty package. It's good. I know it looks good. Jesus. It says in the last day they'll call good evil and evil good. That is a reprobate mind. Call evil good and good evil. It's a reprobate mind right there. 
and as this nation is being bombarded with perversion. It's being bombarded perversion. I mean, they're letting children decide if they want to be a boy or a girl. Come on, people. We better rise up. You better rise up. Pastor Robert prayed it in prayer the other day. It's time for us to rise up and be who we are and be what we are. Stop laying down and letting him just have his way in your country, in your city, in your own house. We have to stop. My kids, my grandkids are at stake here. It's not here yet, but it is up north where they are teaching them in school. They are teaching it that you can. It's normal. It's okay. I can't tell you who to love. I mean, if you love them. And if you feel like a girl today, okay. We are full in. We are full in the last days. I ain't saying that we got four years. I mean, we don't know. But I'm saying, my God, all you got to do is look. Look at the word and see that we are full in the last days. And if we are not careful, we're going to be deceived. We cannot let this perversion bombard our minds and bombard the minds of our children. It is my responsibility to protect their mind. Yes, it is. Did y'all know that that sex change operations were done in the Holocaust with no anesthesia. And now it's done in every major hospital like it is something we should be proud of. Jesus is the one that prophesied there would be strong delusion upon the world. Jesus did it. That the heart would be pumping darkness. That's what hearts do. They pump. And hearts would be pumping darkness. Do y'all know that's one flood? He said that man's heart was evil completely. As it is in the days of Noah, so shall it be with the coming of the Son of Man. Hearts are evil and they are pumping darkness. Darkness, darkness, darkness. The enemy is having a field day. He's having a field day with us. The body of Christ must, must renew their mind. We have to. We have to come out of the world. He says to come out from among them. Stop acting like them. Stop looking like them. Stop playing with them. You are not them. You are not like them. How else are they ever going to come out if you don't come out? How are they ever going to see that there is a weight we don't live that way? The church looks just like the world. He said restructure has begun. That was the word from the fast. Restructure has begun. He ain't talking about our roof. <laughs> he ain't talking about our floor. I have to stop allowing the elements of the world to come into me. I have to be on fire, sold out, 100%, not looking to the left or the right, but focus straight in on him. 
That's where I have to be. If I am not there, I will be deceived. Because he said in 2 Thessalonians, they so I let delusion come upon them. He's talking about his kids. He's talking about us. We didn't want his way, so he let strong delusion come upon us. It's not okay. It's not okay to stay offended. It's not okay. Because when we allow offense to come into us, it's in us. It ain't in them. They're going on with their life. They're doing whatever they want to do. That offense is in me. And that is a way that it causes the delusion. <laughs> I don't like the way they did that. I don't like the way they run things up there. I don't like who they get to preach. I don't like who they get to. And the next thing you know, there it all. Because I was once. I was once connected with him. And now I'm not. Because I didn't like the way you did something. Strong delusion. We think we're okay. Uh, no, we're being deceived. We're being seduced. Devil. But I still read my Bible and I still tithe and I still am being deceived. Jesus. scary to me because most of the church I'm telling most of the body of Christ has a knowledge they don't have a relationship with God because if my relationship is right with him I'm going to feel conviction when I lay down with that person if my relationship is right with him I'm going to feel conviction when I say mm. I don't like the way they do. I'm going to feel conviction. And I ignore the conviction. And I go on with what I want to do. That's where the danger is. See what he's talking about? My mind. My mind was once right. But I veered off. Because of my own feeling. I veered off. It's not that... Something come and just wiped out my whole mentality and all of a sudden overtook me. No, I chose. I chose to lean to my offense. I chose to go with passion because they it's probably gonna it's probably the right one. I chose to do this. I was once on fire for him. Now all of a sudden, let me tell you something. This is a clue. If all of a sudden all you can think about is that, that ain't God. It's a trick from the enemy to come and seduce you away from God. He has to be my 100% focus. Especially in these days. Especially in this time. I have to be focused on him. I have to not allow myself to get sidetracked. I had a vision one time years ago. 
I was a little baby, a little baby, walking down this little pig trail, like in the woods, you know. And I can, and all of a sudden I did this, and I I went off this way, and I saw these big old huge hands come and pat me on my bottom side and put me back on that trail. It's like it's very easy to get off the trail. It's very easy. If it wasn't so easy, he wouldn't have said it in all, all the books. <laughs> Please take heed. Please pay attention. Don't let the enemy come in with his seducing spirits. Douche you away from me. He's going to look good. It's going to be packaged right. It's going to sound like the truth. Pastor Robert had a wonderful revelation one time. People who deal with money, you learn the real thing. They don't give you counterfeit money. They teach you with the real thing. You learn how it how it weighs in your hand. You, you learn how it feels. You, you learn intricate of that money. And then whenever you're doing this and a counterfeit comes across, you feel it. You probably feel it before you see it. Same thing with God. You're going to feel it. Oh, you got to go with that feeling. That's why we die to the flesh. And the more I die to the flesh, the more I live to him the more life comes when I die to the flesh when I say okay God you know you know I really want to do this I really want to or I think that this is right but I'm not going to God I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with you I'm going I'm to focus in on what you said you called me the this and this is what I'm going to do this right here and I'm not going that way and I'm not going to let anything stop me from my call. I'm not going to let anything stop me from what you have called me to do, what you have told me to do, the purpose that you put me here for. I will not let anybody, I won't let the enemy, I won't let all that stuff come in and stop me from doing what you called me to do, God. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to focus in on you. I'm going to focus on you. I'm going to go with your plan, God. I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go with what you say. Depend anymore on anybody else. We cannot depend on anybody. You can't depend on apostle. You cannot do it anymore. We can't depend on Pastor Robert. We can't depend on Pastor Dana. We can't depend on Josh. We can't depend on anybody to get us there. That is over with. He has drawn the line, and it is over with. And he said restructure has begun in my church the way I want my church to be. Because when he comes back for us, we will be living in a vein of miracles. We will be walking continually in signs and wonders. We will be moving in the miraculous. It won't be every once in a while I come and some major preacher produces a miracle I will be moving in it as long as I keep my focus on him as long as I delusion that seducing thing to pull me away thinking I'm okay because you know they wrong if they wrong God will deal with them if you trying to do it you are wrong I'm gonna say one more thing in first Timothy 4 1 he's talking about the end times again it's end times. First Timothy 4, verse 1. It says, Now the Spirit expressly says, 
expressly is he's shaking you by the collar again. You've got to get this. Please listen to me. That's what he's saying. In latter times, some will depart from the faith. He's talking to me and you again. Some of us are going to leave the faith. It don't say that they reject it. It could be unintentional. It could be because I've been seduced and turned away. It could be. It really means that I just back away. Slowly, I back away from the faith. And that means sound doctrinal teaching. When someone stands up before you and says, I'm, I love you, but it is wrong what you're doing. It's wrong. And you're going to pay for it. And I don't want you to pay for it with hell. But I would, you know, that's harsh. So I'm going to, I feel like this is right. And I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to do this. That goes on in the last days. And I think I'd rather, you know, I just feel this church over here. I feel it. I feel so good when I walk in there. Oh, my God. I feel so good. The worship is like, wow. They have lights and smoke machines, everything. I mean, it's like a nightclub. And I would say I'm not knocking that, but I kind of am. Because that's about me. I have nothing to do with God. What's that got to do with me worshiping God? He said, in the latter times, some will depart from the faith, and they're going to give heed to the deceiving spirits. That right there is the same word. <laughs> same word as seduction. And whenever I, I'm giving heed to it, that means, that literally means that I lean in. I lean in to embrace. <laughs> That's the devil. But I'm, I lean in, hear what you're saying, and I'm going to embrace it. That's what it means. We got to look at these words and what they mean. What's God actually saying right here? And I give heed to something. I'm leaning in and I'm embracing it. Again, just have an open mind. He needs us to pay close attention and don't fall. Don't fall for this. Don't fall. It is a trap. It's a trap that looks good, but it's a trap. And I'm not just talking about sexual sin. I'm talking about, like I said, while I go offense. I'm talking about getting mad at somebody. We got to pay attention to those little things. It's the little foxes that spoil the vine. Like I said last week, that is a man or a woman of God. And you better shut your mouth. You better stop put on the people of God. You better stop. I don't care if you think they're wrong or if they're wrong in this idea or, or you don't like the way they deliver. You better stop. How can we worship God and bless God and then curse those that are created in his image with the same mouth? He is requiring us different, walk different.
Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So don't be, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. We have to keep our mind on him. Uh, he, said, he said that he would keep those in perfect peace whose mind stays upon him. So I have to continually put him before my eyes. I have to continually put him in my ears. I have to continually put the word of God in my mouth. It's a constant thing. I have to do this. Let him restructure you. Let him. Let God restructure you. Let him fix the foundation. Let him fix your roof. Let him fix the leaky window. Let him fix it so that the elements of outside world does not come in to you. Let him fix it. The altars are now open. You want to come and cry out to God and ask him to forgive you because you have, you have yielded to a seducing spirit no matter what that thing is. It seduces us. It's all kind of ways. But the altars are open for us to come and repent and say, God, I'm sorry, God. I'm so sorry that I did yield to that seducing spirit, God. I let that thing trick me and that I was right about something. I let that thing fool me. I let it, God. And you got to be honest because that's what we've done. I have let it. I leaned in and embraced it. I wasn't tricked like a complete trickery. I leaned into it. God, help us. God, help us. Help us. Come in and restructure my life, God. Come in and fix my foundation, God. Come in and fix my roof, God. My walls leak, God. I don't want the elements of the world to come into me. I do not want to look like the world, God. I don't want to look like them. I don't want to act like them. I don't want to, God. I'm asking you to fix me, God. Fix me. Fix this, God. Fix me. Restructure my life, God, to where I look like you, where I walk like you, I talk like you, I act like you. I want to smell like you, God. I want your fire to be in me, God. I want to dwell in the secret place. We are also delusional if we think we can just visit there from time to time don't know where the secret place is if you're not dwelling there you got to dwell in the secret place and that's where I'm changed from glory to glory in the secret place if I stay in the secret place I won't be deceived if I stay in the secret place there won't be any delusion I will not be seduced I will not if I stay in the secret place Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name.